Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, the official podcast of the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. Welcome to a spooky Halloween episode of Transmissions from the Evil Lair. Today, we are talking zombies. We are talking all things zombies. This is your crash course uh, in intro to zombies. It's Zombie 101, ground level zombie topic. That is today's show. We just recorded it actually this past weekend uh, in a live uh, live theater setting uh, here in Albany, New York at the Madison Theater uh, as part of the Zombies Are Coming to Film Festival. We had such a great time uh, recording this. Uh, we had a nice, you know, huge panel, actually. Uh, more people than we're certainly used to having on the podcast. Uh, it's myself, you know, our sometimes, uh, our movie expert. I wouldn't say sometimes, our, our permanent movie expert, uh, Tom. Uh, Professor Next joins us. And we also have a panel of people who I'm only going to go with first names, uh, just because I didn't ask if it's okay if I use their last names. We have joining us today, we have Michael, Dan, Marcy, and Ray. Uh, all of them, uh, I can assure you, are highly trained zombie experts, uh, and that really shows in today's podcast. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. Happy Halloween if you're going out trick-or-treating tonight, or just, you know, in general, causing mischief. Let's be real. Not all of us were out looking for candy on Halloween. We had shaving cream, eggs, uh, you know, maybe some slingshots with ball bearings in our, in our, in our you know, trick-or-treat bags. Look, I can't, uh, you know, I have, I have no knowledge of these events. That's all I'll say. Uh, but hope you enjoy it. Have a safe Halloween. Uh, and enjoy this podcast. Actually, let's go down the line. We'll introduce ourselves. Again, I'm Chris Martinez. If you're one of the 10 people who have actually listened to my show, uh, you probably know me as C-Mart. I'm Tom, otherwise known as Tom. <laughs> I'm Peter, and sometimes I'm Professor Next. I'm, I'm just Michael. <laughs> that half of the table, no code names. This half of the table, code names. Right. Yeah. Snake eyes. Can we have Scarlet. code names? If you want, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Well, you're, you're Dr. Zombie. Sorry. <laughs> That's a good one. Dan, call Storm Shadow. Call Storm Shadow. <laughs> yep, I'm Marcy. I'm Dan. I'm right. All right, and uh, this is, uh, we are coming to you today live from the Zombies Are Coming to... Uh, Electric Boogaloo Film Festival. <laughs> uh, now that's what it should be. Yeah. We've done almost 200 episodes Next of this year. podcast. That is one of the first times somebody's actually laughed at that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I vow to keep using it until I get a laugh, and today's the day, finally. They paid Dream me. Dream big, to, Chris. To, to, yeah. Yeah. Keep dreaming. <laughs> so I made it all worth it. I got a little tear in the eye right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we occasionally talk about, we, well, occasionally, we do it a lot. We talk about movies. Um, we mostly talk about comics and stuff like that, but... Uh, uh, you know, movies are a big part of our our, uh, our repertoire. Uh, me personally, I I am I've been obsessed with zombie movies. I I, uh, I always tell whenever we bring up zombie movies, I always tell my my story about being a child watching Night of the Living Dead. Well, trying to watch Night of the Living Dead for the first time. Um, I think it was maybe like eight or nine, and we were at a friend's house, 
Uh, and it was one of those friends whose parents were just away all day, so they had no <laughs> supervision. Uh, and we were just hanging out, and we're like, oh, let's watch a movie, and we're looking around, and they had Night of the Living Dead. Like, neither of us had seen it. And it had like a little like you know balloon on the box that said like you know scariest movie ever or something like that. <laughs> so we're like putting it in like you know, I'm like should we watch this? It says it's the scariest movie ever. Like it's right on the box. And like yeah let's just we'll try to watch it. And we made it through. We're coming to get you, Barbara, which is like five <laughs> minutes into the movie. Uh, and pretty much ever since then, I've kind of uh, I've kind of been obsessed personally. Um, uh, as far as like my favorites and stuff like that. I, I have always, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Romero fan, or you know, a zombie fundamentalist, if you will. Um, I, you know, Night of the Living Dead. My personal favorite for a long time was uh, Dawn of the Dead. I, I, the first time I saw that was in high school, and it, I mean, it, it horrified me then, even though I was older. Um, but I would say in recent years, uh, Return of the Living Dead has uh, mm -hmm. shut up the charts for me. Mm -hmm. uh, let's let's talk about some of our other favorite zombie movies. Uh, you want to kick us off? Oh, I, I, I'm also a fan of Dawn of the Dead. I like it, I like it more than the original. And I, and I like the remake, the remake? Oh, yeah. more than the original, too. Probably just because was, that was the movie that was... Well, that's the one I, I saw first. You know, I, I can't help it. I saw Caddyshack 2 before I saw Caddyshack 1. I can't help that. <laughs> you know? I like I thought, Jackie Mason. I thought Caddyshack 2 was Caddyshack. That was Caddyshack to me, so... You know, I, I like Dawn of the Dead. And, uh, I will say uh, the Romero movies, uh, the first two anyway, have been lucky as far as the remakes go, in my opinion. I thought, you know, the Dawn of the Dead remake was pretty good. I am a huge fan of the remake of Night of the Living Dead with Tony Todd. Thank, Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I think that movie does not get enough praise. Yeah. Savini yeah. directed it. Yeah, Tom Savini is the director. He, he, you know, he's working firsthand on uh, Dawn of the Dead. He's in Dawn of the Dead. Um, but yeah, I, I personally love that movie. Mm. And, and uh, um, Romero did the screenplay. He was solo credited for the screenplay on the remake as well, so he was able to get rid of John Russo as, as much as he could in, in, in reclaiming that particular property. Uh, I like, next. Oh, in terms of the, uh, my favorite zombie film? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about zombies. Uh, I, I, have, I have no problem admitting that prior to last year's festival, um, I am not a uh, horror film aficionado by any stretch of the imagination. Really? Um, it just was never the genre that I went towards as a kid. Um, and if you wanted to ask me when I was a kid, particularly since like, like Tom brought up that it was like the remake was the first one that you saw, and that's why you had your the remake of the first one. Of the first one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, for me, like the thing that scared the shit out of me as a kid was like the idea of being like um, uh, picked up by aliens and probed. <laughs> <It's> more, <laughs> like seriously, like that was I had, you know. That was uh, way, way scary. Than I, yeah, like, I, I was, like, you know, I was, like, 11 years old during the whole, like, mid-Hudson Valley uh, UFO. Um, That's Whitney right, yeah, for a hot streamer. minute there. Yeah. Yeah. We were, like, a you hotbed know. of... Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that, that to me, seemed yeah. more plausible or, or something. Um, there may have even been a, a current affair story on it. Yeah, you know, yeah. or <laughs> some kind of Connie Chung, Heidi Tong situation. <laughs> well, this is what I do for my colleagues. I bring them zombies. Right. <laughs> Glad to help. Baby. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and is resurrected and gives again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right on down the line. Yeah. Even just before that, you were mentioning the um, Dawn of the Dead remake. And um, I saw the Dawn of the Dead remake at a, a opening night um, in Dublin, Ireland, of all places. I was there for a conference. And, you know, when you're in a new city for a conference, what do you do? You go to the movies, right? Um, I thought you got drunk. Well, yeah, that's what I, I probably should have done. Um, but, but you know, I, I never got to go to the, the, the cinema unless I was at a conference, you know, basically with family and whatnot. 
Um, and so I actually, that was, that was the second film I watched that day. The other film I watched before Dawn of the Dead um, was um, another film that had just opened up that, that Friday, and that was The Passion of the Christ. Cool. So now that there's a, 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 a yeah, double bill. Right. Very yeah. similar themes. They both yeah. feature the resurrection. first zombie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Undead yeah. heroes. Yeah. We just happen to worship right. this zombie. Yeah. Zombie yeah. AD. Well, there's also flesh eating, right? With the, uh, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. It's not a wafer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of my favorite uh, zombie films, um, Dawn, the, the original Dawn um, is there. But actually, after this festival, I think um, uh, having seen it on a big screen, uh, both Train to Busan and uh, I Walked with a Zombie have, have certainly gone up. Uh, All right, yeah. Train to Busan is one of the newer ones. I'm familiar with that one. That one's, I keep seeing it, you know, pop up on, you know, like movies you must see if you love zombies. Uh, and it's on Netflix, so if you haven't seen it, run out there. <laughs> it, it, is, it is fabulous. But, but um, um, I Walked with a Zombie, seeing it on a big screen when it's not sort of, you know, YouTube size screen or something like that is a completely different experience yeah absolutely um, there's the, i mean the collective experience you're you know you're in this pool of people all kind of sharing the same primal emotion. absolutely absolutely but i also um uh was 18 i think when i saw return of the living dead when that came out and and i know. was much younger thank you <laughs> <laughs> um the, yeah the, I, I am feeling like the senior senior member of, of this particular <laughs> panel um but also the soundtrack that the soundtrack for Return of the Living Dead was what yes. introduced me to the Damned and to the Cramps and, uh, yeah, and that the, kind uh, of uh, a punk. Um. A little anecdote before when I first got here, uh, Peter and I were out in the hallway and we were talking at the end of, uh, of Wreck, and you know we're, we hear a scream and then a guitar riff. I'm like, that's got to be the end of the movie. <laughs> and sure enough, it was the end of the movie. And the reason I thought that was because of Return of the Living Dead. The very last shot, you hear that you know the song kick in and then the. Uh, you know, the skull pops out of the ground and the whole, the whole cycle starts over again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're talking about Caddyshack too, right? Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Kenny Loggins songs. Jackie Mason screams. But let's, let's, keep, let's keep moving. Yeah, so, you know, like, like Pete, you know, I wasn't really sort of, you know, into, you know, zombie movies until I sort of joined the committee, you know, last year. And I felt that since then my eyes have been opened and it sort of started... You know, with like the keynote, you know, you know the keynote, you know, speeches. It's like, what does it, you know, mean to be human? You know, so I, it wasn't the zombie movies weren't as much about the zombies. It was about the people who were living in these apocalyptic, you know, conditions. And each movie that I've watched, especially in this festival, you know, it's how do we interpret the zombie? You know, so for example, Wreck, the movie we just, you know, watched, this idea of confining or containing. Of, you know, virus, so it's not this, as you were talking today, uh, you know, Michael, about this, you know, normally we watch uh, zombie movies, they're global, they're worldwide, you know, mm -hmm. it's coming to, you know, the world is coming to an end, you know, as, as we know it, and then you have this movie where it's contained, what, what does that mean? Does it mean that there are possibilities, you know, outside of this contained area for humanity? So it just, it raises these really important, you know, questions about, you know, about our mortality, about... Um, how we survive in these types of, you know, conditions. Yeah, that's a kind of a common thing, about, you know, with I think a lot of zombie movies. There's, there seems to be a message a lot of times about who we are, you know, mm. as, a, as a culture, as a people. Mm. Um, you know, most famously, Dawn of the Dead. You, you can talk about consumerism and, mm. you know, all that. You know, that's, you know, that one's kind of obvious. Um, I think that's one of the things for me that has always kind of really drawn me into zombie movies. It's the, it's the thought of, um, the message is for you know for me is losing you know, falling you know 
falling victim to conformity, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, losing you know my identity. You know, I, I I'm one of these people who doesn't always hop on the popular thing, and I, I like that about me. You know, <laughs> I like being able to like question things and not just kind of mindlessly like, yay. But you know, the zombie movie to me is like losing that identity and just becoming another one of the faceless mass. You know, once you're once you're bitten. You know, uh, what, you know, popular movie starring Adam Sandler is coming out this weekend. I can't <laughs> wait. You know, like, that, that's what it seems like to me. And I don't know if anybody else wants no, to. No, that, that, that's, that's, that's like, a horrifying thought. Of it. Yeah. Like some kind of, the shoulder first, you know? It's like you're permanently walking around with this hole in your shoulder. Yeah. That's, why, <laughs> that's why you're wearing so many shirts, right? To yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, did you say Adam Sandler movies are popular? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was reaching, but I, I grabbed, a, you know, a, kind of a dusty reference. <laughs> He's killing it on Netflix, all right? Killing it. Living in the past. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, I mean, I don't want to reiterate, uh, you know, Train to Busan again, but I absolutely love that movie. But um, also, you know, one of the ones that was shown last year um, that really stuck with me was One of the Dead, mm. because I had seen Shaun of the Dead. Yes. And yeah. I was I was thinking, well, this is just going to be Shaun of the Dead all over again in another region, but wasn't and I think the two movies paired together uh, are great examples of both you know how you can do horror and comedy simultaneously and do it really really well yeah um, which is a very very tricky dance to yeah. but also how oh, you know how. they reflect these individual cultures which is also handled very well in each individual theme like you know you're in England, you know, the zombie apocalypse happens, what do you do? You go to the pub. you're in Cuba, you form a, you know, distant group of, you know, people to fight back and also, you know, make, make, make a little money on the side. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I like, I like those two movies. I just love that scene. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I love that scene in One of the Dead where they're on the raft and, like, the one girl has just kind of been there, like, the whole time, just disappears and nobody really notices. He's <laughs> by like a zombie shark in the background. <laughs> That's going to be the next Sharknado. Yeah, movie. zombie Sharknado. Oh, oh. And then it's going to have to go to space after that. It's the inevitable progression. Well, they'll have little helmets so they can breathe in space. Or fight the devil. It's the other you know, progression. Sharknado in hell. Yeah. Right? So the wonderful thing about being in charge of this festival is that all of these are my favorite movies. Um, I get to uh, show all of the different sides of zombies and why I think they're cool. Um, I I don't want to reiterate because this has come up quite a few times now, but I'm a a huge daddy's girl. So Train to Busan, very special to me. Uh, And actually watching um, movies growing up with my father, uh, watching Dawn of the Dead, and it's that line, what are they? They're us, that's all. And like that's where all of this started. So that Romero has a very special place in my heart as well. Um, I will always love the original Night of the Living Dead. Uh, the ending, right? That, that the yeah. past is always resurrected in these narratives, not just the, the human form. But we have all of this uh, truly horrifying imagery that reminds us of the shadiest parts of our past. Uh, and, and that's a wonderful thing to, to celebrate and damn in cinema. We also watched it last year, like 10 days before the election. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. it was... Better days. Holy, yeah, holy oh, shit. the good old days. <laughs> there's, there's one horror, uh, horror comedy zombie movie that's kind of uh, an obscure one that I really like from the 80s. It stars Treat Williams. It's called, yeah. it's called Dead Heat, Dead where Heat. he plays yeah. a zombie cop. All right. I think I, I vaguely remember he's, seeing he's this. Familiar. He's zombified, but he still continues his investigation. 
Okay. And he just keeps rotting more and more as like the investigation progresses. It's it's a really good movie with one exception. That's Joe Piscopo. Yep. Uh, yeah. Said no one ever. It's only, it's only yeah. a musical, isn't it? No. 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 no, no that's kidding. Cannibal. No. Yeah. <laughs> Body feet. That's Cannibal the musical. It, it has the old. It has the old man from A Christmas Story as the villain. What was his name? Darren McGavin, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, yeah. that movie always frightens me. A Christmas, a Christmas Story. Story. I never knew why. Oh. Also yeah. a fine yeah. zombie film. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the actual, the nativity? Is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> well, Foreshadowing. Looking. Spoilers. No, right. Spoilers. Yeah. That's the prequel, right? I haven't seen that one. <laughs> uh, a side note, there is actually a sequel to that movie. Uh, Christmas story. To Dead Heat? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, where is it? Easter. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things that no one has ever... It's like the sequel to uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh, and Charles Grodin is in it. Is he really? Yeah. He's, oh, he's the dad, he's isn't he? He's the dad, yeah. yeah he yeah. has none of these same actors, yeah. <laughs> um, that is terrifying. <laughs> Want to see something really scary? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Charles Grodin. <laughs> That's like the, the second Randy or third Quaid reference to the Twilight Zone movie I've heard in the past couple of days. It's one of those weird things that like... Kind of keeps popping up. Um, as far as you know, the past maybe decade or so has kind of seen a resurgence uh, in zombie movies, and we, you know we've gotten a lot more of them. Uh, I think you know there's certainly some good ones in there. Does anybody have a preference maybe of the newer stuff, or is everybody kind of fan of the older stuff? I really love um, Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's a, I mean classic. But just to roll this down down the aisle, as it were. Is 28 Days Later a zombie film? I would argue yes, yes. because of the, the, the problem of diagnosing death. Right? We, we see in the zombie films all different kinds of death, not just literal. Right? So we have the, the Haitian slave where we get mm. the word zombie in a lot of our tropes. And yes, they're buried alive, but they're not literally dead. So we can see many different kinds of deaths uh, <coughs> through the figure of the zombie, including a narrative death, right? the death of self, um, the death of memory, control. So I mean, when the, when the guy goes after his daughter, Right, that there's something there that I would say definitely brings us into zombie territory. Yeah, I'm, I'm in full agreement. I mean, whenever <laughs> anybody sort of says, yeah, well, 28 Days Later isn't really a zombie film now. Actually, like, technically. You, know. <laughs> you should check my Facebook page because I got into a fight with one of my old college roommates about this yeah, a few yeah. days ago. I, I won that fight, by the way. <laughs> and, if, and if you want to, and she's never been heard from again. <laughs> yeah. I hope she's not listening to this. Oh, I sincerely hope she is. Yeah, please be, please be listening. Hi, Nina. And we use Facebook now to solve all of our, like any kind of you know throwdown we have at whatever level. Mm. If it happens on Facebook, it's the final word. And what happens on Facebook never stays on Facebook. Really? It stays on Facebook forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the reverse of Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, but it happens on Facebook, everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? People are like, how was your appendectomy? Like, Have you not seen it? Got 16 likes. Check out my cool yeah. scar, 23 yeah. likes. <laughs> right? That oh, problem with your testicles. Yeah. 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 I'm doing a live feed of my colonoscopy. <laughs> Facebook live. Yep. <laughs> I keep getting these messages, you know, so and so is live. Do you want to see? No. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like these people. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, I think Dan's uh, way of describing Facebook is my favorite. It's a, like a, an awkward it's, it's conversation. It's an awkward conversation with everybody I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically your high school cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like you're just I'm moving to different lunch there. tables. You know? Right, so where's the nerd table? Because that's where I'm seated. Yeah. I guess right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Now um, we, we own the nerd table now. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Nerd Table. Yeah, that's me. Yes. <laughs> as far as like um, the resurgence, you know, recently, uh, I kind of have a. I've been thinking about that kind of over the past couple of days, and I think I've got a theory on why it, it, it happens and why it's you know why they've become popular again. Um, it's kind of depressing when I think about it. Uh, but before I say that, does anybody kind of have a, any you know thoughts on maybe why? Uh, you know, zombies have become so popular as of recently. Because people run out of ideas. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's really, I think it's relevant to, uh, like, our current political situation, that the anxieties we have. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was, um, when you think about it, the things that, like, kind of hit big, like The Walking Dead, take that for instance, mm -hmm. hit big. You know, it's on season seven. So seven years ago, we were in the middle of Obama. And I was just talking about before how, you know, my fascination with zombies revolves around, like, the loss of self and, you know, the, you know, the loss of identity. And I, I was just kind of, like, it really kind of depressed me to think that maybe that's why zombies became popular. Because the majority of the country that now kind of, you know, since the, since the last election, not to get too political, unfortunately, but there's <laughs> um, you know, a, a significant portion of the country that kind of feels... You know, empowered and emboldened, then just has kind of you know stepped out, and we we've always known that's been there. But I think what's been surprising is how big that population is and how strong those feelings are. And I think that is kind of what drove that popularity. You know, back during the Obama term, it was that that group of people feeling the same thing that I'm describing. That you know, this is my country. Like I I can't believe this is going on. You know, what this isn't this isn't my president. Like things like that. Like this this that kind of madness seeping in. I think. I think that's why they became popular again. Well, I think um, we talk in my, my zombie classes, I'm teaching four classes on zombies currently, uh, we talk a lot about the ambient fear that cropped up post 9-11. We, we don't know who to be afraid of. We can give it sometimes a face and a name, Osama bin Laden, but for the most part, we're just afraid, right? It's like that Twilight Zone episode, the monsters come to Maple Street just every single day of your life. You wake up, you're afraid of your neighbor, you don't know who to be afraid of, and the zombie is a perfect villain because it's a faceless, nameless, you're just surrounded by nameless terror. Uh, and that seems to be really relevant to what we've been going through for the past few years. Um, I, th I think we're going to see it change, maybe, the, the face of our fear. Yeah, I mean, since the last election, we, you know, we've, you know, obviously that the, the tables have kind of turned and we're on that side of things now. We're like, you know, this, what is this country? What are we doing? Like, what are we living? Where's Batman when we need him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, at this point, please, somebody save us. Starring in an Affleck commercial. Well, what I was going to say is where Batman is now is, you know, supporting Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. yeah. Not sorry. Sorry, Batman. Yeah, right. so, sorry, Bat. Hashtag not my Hashtag not all Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I said Batman, not Batfleck. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, that kind of like bummed me out, like, oh god, maybe like, that's why these things got popular again, but I, I don't know, maybe I'm just being too grim and... Well, there's no big enemy anymore, you know, but and even in the, the post 9-11 moments in this country, you know, remember, it was handled very much like a, a, an outbreak from the CDC, like, remember the color <laughs> chart? Oh, it's an orange day, what's that yeah. mean? Yes. Pretty much we're gonna have a terrorist attack, but not as bad as 9-11, you know, and then like, we've actually changed it to yellow, so oh, chances are you might, you know, like, ex like a terrorist might throw a cup of coffee in your face at a drive through window, that's like more of a There's not gonna be any bombs, but there's gonna be some scary stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. See, I, I also think that coming out of 9-11 uh, as well, there's also a sense that it's um, end of, end of uh, what do you call it, a fin de siècle um, 
fears, that, that same things were experienced at the end of the 19th century, not necessarily in terms of zombie apocalypse, but this was a new era. What is this new era going to be? I don't know. And it's that, that unknown of what it's going to be is, well, the only thing that I can actually see is us, as it were. So we must be the enemy. Um, and it, it's, it's, you know, it, 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 I'm not saying it's not whether anti-Obama or, or anti-Trump um, ideology bubbling up to the surface, but it could also be just we're in this position where we don't know what the next century is going to be. And it's that... You know, there's I a lot of things up in the air right that, now. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, what does it mean to belong to to any society in at this particular point in in history? Well, also I think it you know by starting off a new century with something you know a tragedy of that magnitude, uh, we're faced with like you know the tangible reality of like could we lose everything? Could mm-hmm. civilization mm-hmm. absolutely collapse? And I think zombie narrative, especially the apocalyptic zombie narrative, reflects that. And we always want to sort of take solace in what we fear because that's not really happening but let's sort of pretend it is for a minute and then we can wake up for the night from the nightmare feeling okay sure and i, I don't want to come across as, as sort of you know that guy that's always sort of saying well you know what zombie films a hundred years ago were so much better than they are today <laughs> um but but a lot of the similar kind of anxiety was coming out during and, and immediately after the first world war mm-hmm. in terms of this is a whole new kind of warfare this is the end of the world you know the, the kind of of, of mechanized warfare that we saw in, well, not we, nobody sitting here, but you know, one saw um, uh, in the First World War was just unprecedented. This is the end of the world, and this comes out in, in literature like, like um, uh, Virginia H- Woolf, Mrs. Dalloway, uh, you know, yeah. if you want to go down that route. I was actually going to go H.G. <laughs> Wells, but we're going to go down Virginia Woolf as well. I think there's another, you know, side to sort of zombie movies as well. You know, we see the early movies, but not always that that much makeup you know, on those early zombies. And I feel that, you know, people actually get, you know, producing these movies kind of get a sort of kick out the special effects and that mixing of that, that technology, you know, with, you know, with the bodies. Like we had uh, the premiere of Blow Deadburg and I, you know, it was asked um, what was one of the most exciting things about making this movie? And it was the special effects. It was about how you get the intestine out <laughs> and the, the, you know, and the sort of, you know, the, the gelatin that, that you use. And you look at The Walking Dead and it's, you know, so much of that is is about the makeup and how you're mm. constructing yeah. these, I, I think it's these, a, these characters. I think that's a huge part of it. And the international maybe competition, you know, with that, who can come out with the best? Yeah. Was, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, talking about the, the Walking Dead um, and that infamous um, season seven opener um, that that was directed by Greg Nicotero, who's one of the, of course, the key makeup people mm. um, on on there as well, mm-hmm. and. You know, when people talked about how shocking it was, I got into a huge argument again on Facebook with, with a, <laughs> a friend of mine. Maybe the villain of our next. <clears throat> it is, yeah, I think so. I'm going um, back to my next space. Facebook yeah. so, who, who, who back to my space. I really objected to him calling that episode torture porn. Of course, he had never seen the episode, but he knew what it contained. <laughs> um, but but the, the point was is that you're you're what Nicotero's big mistake in that episode was not seeing that this may have an actual effect beyond simply the text. That what, what the, from the textual perspective and looking at that, that episode as something to, to be studied on its own is that this was Nicotero, I don't want to say showing off because he's very, very good at what he does, um, but it was, hey Ma, look at what I can do. Yeah, this look is somebody what, in the prime of their abilities showing off those prime abilities. Exactly, and somebody sort of said, yeah, but not on a much beloved character, you know. It's <laughs> like, 
The response to that episode is, is really fascinating to me. Actually, there's no one harder to please than a Walking Dead viewer. Right? Uh, too many people I love died. That episode sucked. Nobody I love died. That episode sucked. Too much blood. Not enough blood. Right? Really just hard to please. Um, but that, uh, I, had, I had a student who gave me the spoiler for, for that moment, and I will never forgive him for it because it was one of my favorite characters. But he showed me the um, comic book page. And it was an exact yeah, shot. Yeah, it's shot for shot from and the book. And yeah. it's really, I mean, the makeup is really impressive, but that was the exact same shot in the book. Oh, interesting. And no one responded the same way to, to the book. But I, uh, I was going to say, I, don't, I, don't, I won't agree with that because I, I think the, the, it happened on a much smaller scale. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when you have it happening on TV, then it's on a national scale. Every, you know, it's, it's the most popular show on TV. Everybody's going to be mm -hmm. talking about it. Mm -hmm. I remember reading that in the book. And I, I have, I'm someone who's watched horror movies since I was, you know, a child. Very little phases me. When I read that in the book, I, I mean, my mind was just, I mean, I was frazzled like, I'm like this. I can't. I didn't just read this. This didn't happen. Like, maybe he's still alive. Like, no, no, he's alive. Like, he didn't dive under a dumpster. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's some way he's alive. Like, nope, that's a bit of his skull. Like, it's not happening. Like, there was a strong like denial. Like, I can't, I can't believe they went there. I can't believe they did that. And it, like watching it play out as somebody who went through that already, he was like, yeah, we all went through this like you know, a couple months ago. Like, it's it was very similar in my eyes. I thought. Well, so this is something you'll very rarely hear someone with a doctorate in literature say, but I'm not reading the books until after the show. I don't want spoilers. Um, but did, did it get the same, um, like, gratuitous violence uh, kind of response? Um, see, I, I don't think so because, you know, you're dealing with... The comic book community. Yeah, the comic book community. It's a different kind of, you know, our, our tastes are a little bit, I guess, more craven. <laughs> well, do you think color has anything to do with it? Like, yeah, it's true. It was, it was in black and white in the book, and... The actually the sound the sound is what got me in the TV version when in it's the, the when you're when you're finale. yeah it's it's cut to a black screen and you just hear a barbed wire bat hitting meat over and over again like whoa that that really got to me yeah. I, I found too, that because like there was a shot of his arm just sort of twitching you know yeah twitching I man that that affects me twitching <laughs> so then zombies are perfect for you yeah that's why I love them they bro twitch. like when he's even like calling to Maggie like I will find you like. Uh. Oh, like, yeah. Did you not actually just mean I've got my eye on you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get my coat. <laughs> yeah, but the makeup is so good that they're blurring. You know that. Yeah, you know, that's um, if, you know reality. Like people watching these these scenes, thinking they are watching these scenes, and it's a complete suspension, you know, of, of disbelief. Yeah, you're completely yeah. invested. I, I think that's one of the reasons uh, Walking Dead is as popular as it is, because I think uh, you and I have talked about this a lot how conventional makeup like that is kind of becoming a lost art. You don't really see that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's really just CGI. So when you do see, mm -hmm. you know, conventional makeup, it, it has that much more of an effect. It's that much more real. And for that reason, you can't blame Nicotero for going over the top with, with it because it's his only place to showcase his art. Yeah, you, yeah, know, you guys want to get rid of this? Well, here, you know, here's right. what I can do with it if you, if you let me do it. Right, you know, like how many movies are hiring him to do practical effects now? They're all doing CGI motion capture, you know. That's very true. That's very true. Can we just, before we move off of this episode of The Walking Dead, I, I feel like we tend to forget Abraham in this conversation. Yeah, he gets like, cut out of a lot. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, because he didn't die Abraham like that in the book. That wasn't, that wasn't part of the original scene. So, like, when, when he died first, I was like, oh, whew, like, that other thing isn't going to happen. Like, I feel so really, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but poor, yeah, poor Abraham. He always, everybody forgets he was there, too. And, <laughs> And he was there first. Yeah, yeah, he did it first. Um, 
Oh, but yeah. Uh, well, we got lost on that episode of Walking Dead there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as like the newer stuff, I know I, I know I personally have favorites um, out of the newer you know school of zombie uh, you know films and stuff. I love The Walking Dead. Um, Shaun of the Dead, I think, is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 I, uh, we were saying before, it's so hard to do so horror and comedy, and I think that's one of the movies that's just, it, it nails it, it nails it. How about Wes Craven's The Serpent and the Rainbow? Oh, no. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Based on a true there. story. So, uh, well, I taught, taught the novel. That's a, that's a okay. Well, the novel is, yeah. sort of. It really uh, happened to Bill Pullman. Yeah, yeah it really did. Yeah. Um, but we have to remember that, that this is actually is a 1980s horror film. If, if you've read the novel, yeah. um, it's beautiful. Yeah. But it, it couldn't have worked in the 80s. Maybe now as a Netflix miniseries, um, it could work. But the way, which, would be which I, I would yeah. watch that. It had some good images, though. It might not have been a great movie overall. I loved it. But him being in that coffin, waking up in that coffin with yeah, the tarantula on his face. White, like, yeah, 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 that's pretty frightening, you know. Um, uh, you, you were speaking about this during your last, uh, you know, discussion after the movie. Uh, Zombieland, I think, is another, great, mm. uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, another perfect example of comedy and horror just kind of coming together. Um, very, very, very tricky to do. Yeah, and that guy, what's his name, Jesse Eisenberg? Oh, yeah. 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 He, he put in the greatest <laughs> performance by Matthew Broderick I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> the greatest. Um, yeah, his Joker was killer too. I was gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better than his Jim Carrey Riddler Lex Luthor. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that. God damn. <laughs> we'll, we'll save bad superhero movies for another uh, yeah. another podcast. We don't have that kind of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's also kind of a um, a genre of movie that sprung up around zombie movies, or even maybe a genre within a genre. And that is the zombie movie without zombies in it. Um, I think we have, there's a lot of those. Um, the one that jumps to mind right now is Assault on Precinct 13. You know, just replace you know, zombies mm-hmm. with racist caricatures of uh, gang members in the 80s. But that's also a remake of a Western. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Real Bravo. Real Bravo. Oh, okay. So I, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, there was another one that, that popped into my head as I was, we were sitting here. I was thinking of Omega Man, but that, that kind of is a zombie movie with just different types of zombies. Mm-hmm. Well, it was when they bot butchered it and turned it into I Am Legend. Yeah, well, that, that's what I, that's what I was thinking yeah. of. I Am Legend. Well, yeah, the Last book. Man on Earth is, is yeah. probably the best adaptation of that. Yeah. Well, I, I've always been highly resistant to a lot of academics who try to fuse the zombie with the vampire figure, even though they are absolutely different things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so when I was doing some research into first starting the research into zombie films and seeing how many people were citing I Am Legend and particularly these these film versions, I'm kind of going. They're vampires. They're they're not zombies. Yeah. And then I finally saw Last Man on Earth, and that's the, the Vincent Price, the, right? the, the Vincent yeah. Price one. The the imagery in the film is absolutely what Romero was drawing a lot of the imagery in in Night of the Living Dead from. I mean, I mean, frame by frame, hmm. there there are, are images from that film. So. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Last Man on Earth, but I know I've read you know the book uh, I Am Legend. Mm. It takes all those zombie tropes. I mean, it's a guy holed up in his house. You know, he spends the day basically repairing and barricading himself in and searching for supplies and spends the night kind of just fending off, you know, vampires. Um, and it, it's, you know, it's a zombie, it's a zombie movie. Everything you expect to see in that, you see in this book. Like, it's, mm. yeah. Wonderful performance from the dog, though, in the Will Smith version. Yeah. <laughs> the Will Smith version. Samantha, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, that one was just, they're not zombies, they're not vampires, they're just kind of these weird 
undead CGI cartoon. Got to make it PG-13 for the kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you see the similarity in the idea of contagion. You know, yeah. for example. And it took all the bite out of the book, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> the, one of the best parts of the book was his neighbor being outside his house every night taunting him. Yeah, mm. basically just and talking were shit like, to him. Yeah, he was his friend, and he's just like, he's had to sit there and listen to him all night long, and... You know, zombies don't do that. You know, they stand outside and go, you know, like, oh, that's, that's frightening. Yeah, I put my earphones on and go to bed. But vampires, know. though, they sparkle in the sunlight. Oh, yeah. They yeah. baseball oh, in yeah. the rain and they taunt their neighbors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is kind of a, uh, this one's for Michael. Um, everybody, you know, kind of thinks zombies. Uh, I think the the common assumption is it's a Haitian kind of thing. Is it older than that? Does it come from somewhere else? Yeah. Oh, um, there are uh, the, the Haitian zombie tradition in, into its constituent parts can be traced back to certain areas of Africa and, and certain elements of it, but it doesn't really take proper form um, until it, it arrives in the Caribbean through through, through the slave trade. Through through the, um, the vestiges of colonialism um, and the combination with Roman Catholicism and all of these things sort of created a um, a crucible where from from which the zombie sort of emerged as as North America's own uh, contribution to, to monsters. Uh, that being said, very similar to the zombie but not quite identical um, is the European revenant tradition, which is sort of a, a more corporeal, full-bloodied ghost in that that regards and. Uh, that that um, have cropped up, and there is a zombie film tradition, not as popular as the zombie slave, or certainly as the apocalyptic zombie, um, of zombie revenants, where they have come back from the dead specifically to carry out a particular task. Um, George Romero's Creepshow, for example, with, with written by Stephen King, the um, Father's Day and um, uh, the one with Ted Danson and Leslie Nielsen. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the one they're on the beach at the end. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Up High tide. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, both of those are that kind of revenant zombie uh, idea, um, that sort of a more European tradition than, than the, the African tradition of the, the zombie slave motif. The crow is like that. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, it's like yeah. Native American, yeah. I think, is that where, where that one comes from. Well, he comes back for this, this purpose, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Um, we got a couple of people here. We, yeah, we literally have a couple of people. Yeah. <laughs> You're all winners. Yeah, exactly. Like, pretty much. I have two. You get a car. Away. You get a car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, look under your chair. You get Ugg boots, and you get Ugg boots. We can do a game. Do you guys, do you guys yeah. feel like a uh, you know feel need to face off for a prize? Let's do it. All right, all right. Come on down. Let's do this. It's like the Joker. We have one position and two guys here to fill yeah. it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're having aggressive tryouts. Yeah. The top ten answers are on the board. Yeah. All right. Something you bring to a knife fight. Yeah. Let's. Uh, <laughs> how about uh, you, either of you guys do a, a zombie impression? You, you want to wow us with your with your zombie walk? Your zombie. Zombie De walk. Okay. Yeah, demeanor. Cool. Uh, maybe, maybe. Nothing makes good radio uh, like a psychic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I said we're a podcast, not a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> will, will you be able to hear them if they're right up here? Um, yeah, we should be able to. You know, groan, make yeah, some noises. Groan, groan loud. Yeah, these mics are really hot. Like slow zombie or like. You give us your interpretation. You want a fast zombie? Why was with a fast zombie? Michael wants a World War Z zombie. Yeah. <laughs> So CGI. 
<laughs> all right, all right, all right. Very good. Don't fall off the stage. It's very important. I was kind of doing like a Resi 4 thing. Like, I guess. <laughs> Are there zombies or is that like just a parasite? Like, how would you define that? That was my great aunt at a wedding. Doing the electric slide. Yeah, go for it. Zombie thing. All right, all right. He really went for it. He went for it. He, he explored the space with it. Um, you know, more of a, a newer Danny Boyle zombie, you know, running around no, screaming. I, 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 I like the faster versions, to be honest. All right, all right. Yeah, that, was, that was definitely a train to Busan. Yeah. 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 So we had, yeah. Very enthusiastic zombie. Yeah. So zombie number one, we had more like of your it. traditional lumbering, you know. Uh, zombie's got a real go-get them out of me. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. So, so this is the this. great thing about zombies. We can all have a preference. Yeah. Well, see, it's just the idea of, like, the massive, implacable horde. Like, they don't have to be fast. They just, like, shit. They just shit. Like tighten the noose ever mm. so slowly, you can't do anything. Yeah, you're, you're eventually going to get to the the point where you can't escape. Yeah, they you're seep right. into each floor, level by level, in each room, door by door, and it's like there's nothing. Like in like in wreck, it's just like more and more of the house just becomes a no go zone until <laughs> they're, they're, it's all done. And that so creepy Madeira girl. Oh, that was amazing. That was great creature design. Yeah. All right, so what do we think? Uh, number one or number two? We have uh, votes for number one. I go with slow zombie. Slow zombie. I'm a slow zombie fan. Yeah, I'm not Yeah. Because where do those fast zombies get all that energy? Yeah, well, where do you guys you get know? off running around? You're dead. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. literally yeah. void of energy. It's protein. It's uh, gluten-free. It's gluten-free it's zombies. It's not fatigue at all. It's just pure, just like hunger. So they just like bolt without any inhibition whatsoever. All right, and number two. We have votes for number two. We have a I mean, dead I mean, In general, I prefer the slower zombies, but I can't argue with the that. Commitment. Yeah. The commitment. <laughs> Did somebody not vote? How do we have Is a tie? Is there someone in the crowd to break it? I didn't yeah. vote. Oh. Oh. All right, you're, you're, you're the... Know. I'm the Mike Pence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Mother, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Let me call my wife. Mother, I have to make a choice in life. You're in a room with women. You, you should leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you being bullied by Broadway? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see Hamilton. Um... <laughs> oh, no, no. He says that all since I Who doesn't like That's the less real horror, it's like not like the Hamilton. I'm going to go with Fast Zombie. Right. Fast Zombie, all right. We have got some prizes for you guys. Uh, let's see. See, you should have waited until after to insult his Broadway sensibility. <laughs> I've never seen it. I have got for you. Well, there's a couple of things in there. There's some Freddy Krueger chopsticks. You have a stuffed leather face. Awesome. You have a t-shirt uh, from the TV show Stand Against Evil on IFC. And oh yeah, we got to interview the creator <laughs> of that show. Well, I've got to, yeah. This, yours, this is still part of the main prize. Um, it's a lobby card from Night of the Living Dead. The original. Oh wow. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sorry, it's not quite a cool half set. eaten one. You get a copy of Caddyshack, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool robot t shirt from Connor and TV. With accompanying soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> the song from the soundtrack. Uh, the creepy snowman from the movie The Snowman, where you can rip the head off for some reason. That's better than I'm alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of like the first Bioshock with like taking the ears off for some odd reason. I don't know why. It's just like I can take the head off. Is that from Frozen? I feel like we're doing that. He's just pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. He's our pansexual, um, you know, spokesperson. Spokes <laughs> pit pat. Right, yeah, pit pat. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love you. 
<laughs> he had like a fake like you know tantrum one day just like ripped the head off like, <laughs> like my kid gave this to me thank you guys for participating yes. no problem thank showing you us your zombie walk the best <laughs> you've, you've clearly not seen the film. I know. <laughs> <laughs> while uh, while you guys are up here, why don't you guys tell in, us about your summer, uh, he'll be a happy your favorite man. zombie flicks? Oh, awesome! Um, <laughs> favorite zombie flicks. Let's see, I actually like being a prologue. I used to actually be like horrified of zombies, like in general, until I want to say like high school, and then I eventually started watching zombie movies to like try to understand why they terrified me so much. And for me, it was like turning into a zombie, and then like also the whole being eaten alive thing is very visceral. It's like one of the worst ways to go, basically. Like it's not slow. Yeah, that would kind of suck. Yeah. You're very yeah. aware the whole time. Like high school. Yeah. Glad you made that connection. Yeah. Okay. So, um, damn. Um, I really, just off the top of my head, I really liked The Horde. No one mentioned The Horde at all. Oh, yeah. Oh. The French one. The Horde. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Going up and up and up. Oh, it's really? I am not familiar with that one. Oh, it's That's great. A it's a, a it's French a zombie film. Yeah. yeah, Horde's really, yeah, that one's really awesome. Um, I also just, yeah, the, the, the um, Dawn of Dead remake is like the really, like the fast zombie one, right? Like that one. That one is just like also just like very visceral as well. But it's and then when I saw the original one, I thought the original one was more of like a com was more of like a satire slash comedy. But I, I enjoy them both. Yeah, they're very very different movies. Absolutely. Um, the the second one is just purely I think entertainment. Like it's Zack Snyder being Zack Snyder, yeah. Yeah. where it doesn't have the message that I think you know Dawn of the original Dawn of the Dead. And then they have the fake out ending, and then like the real ending, which is just like them swarming the dock, and this is like yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we were, you were talking about that before, uh, before the, the end of the last movie, uh, how the, the ending is kind of ambiguous, and you were saying how, like, you know, you can, you can think that they, they got away safely. That was my <laughs> default thought. I, I never, it never occurred to me that they didn't get away safely at the end of the original one. No, like, but you kind of know they it, didn't. Yeah. Right, the last line, she says, uh, how much fuel do we have? And he's like, like not, not much. much. You're like, oh, well, you're fucked even if there are no zombies. <laughs> but isn't it better to talk about it you know? than to see it? Like, to wonder? You know, it's yeah. like the end of the I thing, actually, you know? I like, actually like talking about it. It's yeah. just like, it gives you that sense of mystery right. behind something even bigger than the mall itself. Right, and there's nothing more terrifying than our own imaginations. Oh, trust yeah. me. I, I have Especially a very strong mom. imagination, so I can do some terrifying things. Okay, start with our imagination. <laughs> and I think some of the more modern zombie movies, to me, are more frightening because the zombie is faster. It's like you can get away potentially from a slower zombie, but when they've like you know speed up and they're coming at you, you know, like that, like in wreck, for example, they don't get it's tired like you do. have yeah. like, you don't have time to think, let alone like you know you know get away with in. in like the old zombies are terribly inconvenient too. It's sort of like they don't really know what they're doing, but they're always in the way. Right? So it's like, God damn it, we just need to get past those zombies. Like they're not even again, really. Like, That's exactly how I feel in shopping malls today. Right. Yeah. yeah. You always get stuck behind the slow walkers. Right. Um, I was going to say, I think it's an image of Dick Van Dyke tripping over a zombie. <laughs> One of the things. <laughs> that was the alternate opening was, to the yeah, Dick Van Dyke show. It wasn't an ottoman, it was a zombie. I think that's one of the things I think is scariest about the old zombie is the illusion of safety, of being able to easily evade them. Mm. I think, you know, you're, you're, you're taking for granted that they're moving slow. But at the same time, like you were just saying a little while ago, they're kind of enveloping, you know. You're, you're they're shoulder to shoulder, and yeah. you, they go with, yeah. like, beyond the horizon, you're like, even if you have guns, it's like, how many bullets do you have? 
And they're way more united than we are. It's almost utopian in their ability to get along it's, across all of these various lines that separate us. It's like, um, I, I think of them more as like a, just like a single macro organism. Like <laughs> just, it's um, like osmosis they envelop. I was going to say, like ants, but then that gets into World War Z. And I, oh, or, I was going to say, like, senior citizens. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that part was really cool where they would, like, actually, like, almost coordinate, like, and, like, stack on top of each other. Well, Train to Busan does that, too, where they, like, all yeah, no, But the difference is Train to Busan does it well. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. That's true. Right. Uh, tell us about your, uh, your favorite zombie movie. Right. Honestly, it had to be... It has to be, as much as I love Train to Busan, seeing it now for, for, for like officially instead of YouTube clips, I still like Shaun of the Dead. Really good movie. Too. Yeah, that's a movie. It's, a, it's, a, it's one of the movies that really helped me overcome the fear of zombies, really. Because how I was exposed to zombies is more of an arcade game style. Yeah. But once seeing the movie, it starts. it's like a movie that helped me overcome this fear of the zombie. And overall, it was just funny, but scary at the same time, at least to me. Yeah, that's, how, that's how it worked for me. I was gonna say I, games, you know, were a big part of it for me too. Resident Evil Two, like, you know, with me always, like, that the game scared the hell out of me when I played it. Yeah, I, I, I think this is partially because I can't get the controls right mm. on. You know, I'm too old. <laughs> it is very awkward. Know, I'm, 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 I'm Space Invaders. You know, yeah, that that's yeah, my yeah. or Pong. You know, is, is my my game. And I remember playing uh, probably Resident Evil One, maybe even. Um, on a, an original PlayStation device. And what I didn't like was I could hear the zombies, but I couldn't, couldn't see them. go yeah. around, you know, I couldn't get the... the well, you couldn't get out of that corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just pivoting constantly. Yeah. I know they're there somewhere, but I, I, you know, I, I don't know where they are. You were a lost Roomba. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the zombie apocalypse, and you're having an epileptic season. <laughs> Um, no, I thought the second one was, was, I mean, like, as far as, like, Romero type of zombie horror, it was dead on. You're, well, you're, you're, so you're holed up in the, um, in this police station. This, you know, there's, I mean, it's obviously, you know, intentionally scary, you know, giant monsters and stuff like that. But the scariest parts of that game for me were the things you never expected. Like, this is one part that always, that always got me. It was, you're kind of moving past, you know, you're moving to different points in the police station. And there's a row of windows you move past a dozen times. Where it's just, you know, you just think it's background. And then maybe just one time, you know, the 13th or 14th or 15th time you go past it, all of a sudden the windows bust and arms come reaching in and like trying to grab you. Like that scared the holy hell out of me. Because, <laughs> you know, you're not expecting it. It's a jump scare, but it was a very effective yeah. one. Yeah, you didn't get that on Atari. <laughs> Sorry, you're like, right. Have you ever played ET? I, I was just going to say yeah. that. It's like the scariest <laughs> game of the Atari was. I say that's in the new Mario Brothers yeah. that's coming out. Right? <laughs> I was going to say the Dead Rising games are really good as far as games that emulate yes. the Romero, uh, you know, formula. Yeah. Where they just ripped off Dawn of the Dead completely, and the the protagonist is in a mall, and you just the whole point is to kill as many zombies as possible. And you go through all the stores and find objects to use as weapons, you know. I think they actually ripped off Romero to the point where they had to put a disclaimer on the front Did of the game really? that, like, this is not related to, you know, Dawn of the Dead. You know, they actually had to pay George Romero money, I think, too. Well, they should. They, they ripped off the plot of it, you know. Right. Somebody as, else doing it other than John Russo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. We're, you know... Like I said, the uh, the popularity I think that it's kind of sparked like, maybe like a decade ago. I think it's finally kind of starting to wear off. You're seeing a lot more criticism of like The Walking Dead, where before everybody was just like, "Holy shit, that was a great episode." Um, maybe I think I was say something. <laughs> no, I just was, he pulled his Hilarious. head off. 
<laughs> well, to, to speak to that, it's interesting because um, I think we've reached a point, though, where you're not going to get, even though you could go binge watch Walking Dead on, is it on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's on, right? yeah, it's on Netflix. But as far as, um, like, I don't, like, seven se- like the beginning of the seventh season, for somebody that's legitimate to be able to binge six seasons and catch up, right? So how many new live viewers are you going to get? Or are you going to create? Are you going to now have a sort of core audience? I actually know a lot of people who are who are in the process yeah. of catching up because it's it, it is getting. Um, it's the water cooler show. Yeah. Yeah. Every, thing well, everybody's talking about. I've seen that as, uh, as well with with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See, but those are also two zombies. Boom. Yeah. 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 Well, nice. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, The Walking Dead is almost designed as a soap opera. Like, it, I mean, well, like yeah. yeah. Some of the, a lot of the plot um, in the early seasons was taken from The Stand. If you if you kind of take the two, I don't know about, uh, you know, the TV movie, but at least the book anyway. No, the first half. Yeah, yeah, and like it's very similar to it, and there's a lot of, in, in The Stand, there's a lot of stuff that he writes about how it's, he compares it to a soap opera, where it's just mm-hmm. one person hooking up with another person, mm-hmm. and then another person hooking up with another person, one person kills this person, and that person, you know, and it just goes back and forth and on and on. That's how I felt when I was reading the book, but, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's almost designed in a way to go on and on and on forever. Yeah, you know, it's Like serious. a soap opera. Zombies are very rarely the story themselves. There's not much we can say about the zombies unless we're doing something like um, warm bodies, and we shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, they, they allow us to, to see human drama right, that plays mm. out in these um, existential situations or um, the mirror of the, of the zombie, as we were talking about earlier. So, uh, I mean, what would you do in an apocalypse but run, fight, and fuck? Right. Yeah. Go, yeah, go <laughs> primal, basically. Yeah. How to snack. In what order? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah. <laughs> Eat a hunk of beef cooked over fire. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, kind of going, it's kind of popping in my head. I'm going to kill. <laughs> one of the, uh, I think another one of the, like, the deadliest kind of things about zombies that people don't take into account is they're, they're not the main threat a lot of the time. You're, you're, you're focused on them. That's the thing you see coming at you, the thing you're, you're mm. immediately afraid of, but the thing you should really be afraid of is the people mm-hmm. who are going to be coming after the zombies, the people who are surviving, the people who are doing anything they need to do to survive. You know, and then chances are, if you're, you know, consider yourself a good person, the people who are going to be coming after those zombies are not going to be good people, and they're probably going to tear mm-hmm. right through you. Unless, yeah. unless you're willing to compromise whatever good person means. Yeah, and, and ultimately you lose that, you lose your identity again. Either way, if you stay alive, you're still gonna, you know, you're still gonna lose your identity. And by God, never make a speech about maintaining that humanity. Any, <laughs> any speech you make about maintaining your humanity in The Walking Dead is an immediate death sentence. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting, so later on tonight, we're gonna watch The Girl with All the Masks. Well, The oh, Girl with All the Masks. <laughs> uh, it's a cosplay yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Freud slipped here. Yeah, uh, the girl with all the gifts. But so in the the novel, um, there's a group of humans that aren't even covered at all in the film, and they're called junkers, and they're people mm. who have survived, who are surviving the sort of quote unquote zombie apocalypse. But they've they've elected to live outside of the perimeter fences, if you will. Um, but what's I think really interesting and frightening uh, from when I read it was that they actually use the zombies. Um, they heard them and used them as a weapon. Which yeah. we saw in the most recent yeah. episode of The Walking Dead. Actually, it's so, going yeah. to be the next major, uh, and it's not spoiler for anybody, that's going to be the next major thing in The Walking Dead is this group called The Whisperers who are basically, they, they don't zombies. live in safe zones. They zombies live zombies. with the zombies. They, they make zombie skin masks and 
basically live as like nomads traveling in these massive herds of zombies and that's how they protect themselves you know they mm. they, they come across a settlement send the zombies out and you know we'll get what's left over don't they try to weaponize them in day of the dead too they try to turn them into an army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're, they're trying to like no, trying get to, to this intelligence of them. Mm. Like, oh. They're trying to like teach them. Like That's where they're in the silo, one. right? Yeah. Yeah. Romero's. Yeah. Romero's yeah. Dead. I've never even seen oh, the two the, remakes. The, oh, the ba- the remake is horrible. There's two remakes, right? I think there is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is it like Red Dawn remake horrible? Or is oh, it? God. wow. <laughs> That's bad. That's Possibly bad. even worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, no C. Thomas Howell. No. I, you know, I, I left the theater not hating the Russians after watching the remake of Red Dawn. What the hell? I mean, I don't know if those movies are supposed to make me... It Koreans in like, the uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fake that's, news. Yeah, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were saying, you know, also that, you know, and oftentimes, especially in The Walking Dead, that who we should fear are the people who are living, you know, mm. not the people right. who are dead. But then you put that next to, like, a movie like The Road... You know, where you you are sort of, sort of walking, you know, sort of kind of through that that kind of environment. You know, with, with just that, that that I can't remember the main character's name, but the son. They go to that house, the and boy. they have they have people it's a, literally like a people under the trap who yeah, they are picking out yeah. as their next as their next meal. Yeah, yeah, that's a rough. Well, speaking movie. of the loss of identity, they they didn't have names, right? It was father and son, father and son, boy, and a boy. Yeah, when, yeah. when Ray and I watched the road, we were drinking uh, mistake <laughs> cheese and chocolate truffles, <laughs> and we, it was just this incredibly decadent snack. And we're you know, it's movie night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> watch the road, and, you know. Expensive cheese and like, have a nice Syrah. Yeah. <laughs> Very inappropriate. We're going to feel yeah. great after this. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the road and then went to psychotherapy. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that, that I'm it's tired, I know, but we've too. got to keep on going is, is my mantra whenever I want to, like, sleep. <laughs> and I still have, you know, a stack of papers to grade. Well, I, I understand um, Andrew Lloyd Webber is turning it into a musical now. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. <laughs> is nothing sacred? Not if you're a Lloyd Webber. Well, but this question of, of the threat of the humans, for the costume contest we had on Friday night, uh, Rick Sweeney, who owns a boxing studio in Del Mar, donated 12 free boxing sessions to the winner of the costume contest because, as he tells me as he's handing me this certificate, zombies are the lesser threat, right? Nice. <laughs> and we all need to know how to fight. So, um, you know, this, and then no matter which, it's, it seems no matter what kind of zombie we're dealing with, whether it's the slave narrative or the apocalypse narrative, mm. Humans are, are always the greater threat. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Teenagers, too. <laughs> it's, it's the message um, from the movie Roadhouse. You know, <laughs> you're going to save us from them, but who's going to save us from you? you know? I said that to Dalton. That was so profound. <laughs> Not as profound as come with me if you want to live. <laughs> I think we should start every semester Great with that movies. from now on. Right. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, we've been doing this an hour already, believe it or not. Um, to a break and get dinner? Yeah, I, I was just like, I, we really can't, we really <laughs> can't top the, word, the words of wisdom from that Dalton. Restaurant <laughs> 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 yeah. Suddenly turned into a tribute to Patrick Swayze. Yeah. It seems very topical. We should all go to, like, Brazilian barbecue or something. Do, uh, Roadhouse and the original Red Dawn, boom. Double, there you go. Double feature. What, is it a mashup? 
That was a double feature. Amazing. Red Roadhouse. <laughs> wow. Dude, yeah, wow. Roadhouse Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, but that just sounds like it was a much better Korean film than like, some American directors. What's the, what's the arm uh, arm wrestling scene going to be like? Right. Was, I was trying to remember if that was Roadhouse. Or no, was that not Roadhouse? Are you thinking over, over the top? Over the top. Oh yeah. What was it? Over the top. Over the top with Sly, right? I hope we never do sort of face that. Apocalyptic condition because I don't think any of us really know who we will become. Yeah, every, yeah I think a lot of people think, like, oh, I'll survive, I'll survive. No, no, no. I, yeah. I know who I'll become. That's breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running. I'm not. Right. You'll be your character in Residential Resident Evil One. Just I can't make the controls work. You're <laughs> still there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how you survive. You just gotta walk in a circle. Especially the zombies are like, well, fuck this guy. Newbie. He's the new guy. I feel like in the apocalypse, if most people go without Wi-Fi for a week, then they'll they'll just like lose it. Like, like forget everything else. I 100% agree with that statement because like now we're growing up with all this technology, and then oh, it's dead. I need to get a charger. Wait. There's no electricity. Right. Oh no! And now it's uh, gonna start breaking down. So like, that means us older people will be fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, what's that old saying? Like, anarchy is never more than like two missed meals away or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, this has been an awesome chat on zombies here. For the uh, the zombies are coming too. Um, uh, let me stammer all over the ending of this after we. No, 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 no. Uh, let's actually start the recording now. No. <laughs> uh, we'll sign off. Uh, I have been uh, Chris Martinez or Seamart. I'm Tom. Peter or Professor Next. Just Michael. <laughs> Mossy. Dan. Ray. Uh, thank you for listening, folks. And remember, this has been Transmissions from the Evil Lair at the Zombies Are Coming to Film Festival. Ah!